0: put on these glasses or start eating that trash can i already am eating
1: from the trash can all the time the name of this trash can is ideology the material force of ideology makes me not see what i'm effectively
0: eating welcome to the 21st century schizoid podcast it's your motherfucking host cooper cherry uh meta face coop because guess what we got fucking based young praxis gilbert Rivera in the house tonight ladies and gentlemen thank you so much been trying to get this cat on on the show for some time now and we have successfully kidnapped him and forced him to podcast
1: you know i, I do have to say based young praxis is just what my mom calls me <laughs> yeah, exactly call me a, a nickname right
0: <laughs> um Brevity is the soul of wit, but uh, not in that household, right?
1: <laughs> my mom. What? She never heard that word.
0: <laughs> but uh, yeah, together. I, we're actually this is like a testing ground because we we've talked about this. We've talked about I think the Doom Patrol, based Young Praxis and Metaface Coop. We go around it would be like a deadly deadly combination, my friend. We fight corruption or something. Exactly. We fight the fucking capitalist overlords destroying all
1: yeah but you're (laughs) fine with me owning all the merch rights for this right uh (laughs) that sweet merch yeah sweet merch dollars that's what i'm after (laughs) sweet capitalist dream we can
0: uh we can start a patreon (laughs) uh you know that the like the the chapo trap house podcasters gross like a mill on their patreon dude
1: that's insane
0: yeah it's fucking nuts, and I don't know if you're even, fam- you might not be familiar with uh, Jordan B. Peterson, but he's this fucking, he's a quote-unquote Canadian academic, and he's always railing against all oh, the neo-Marxists and the postmodernists. Yeah, don't you know?
1: Why does he have an Irish accent? <laughs> he's not,
0: uh, probably because I'm so used to doing an Irish accent <laughs> in, in my time. But anyways, he, he's, his YouTube channel makes, fa- he makes like 65K a month. Just doing a fucking
1: YouTube channel. Good for him. Spouting bullshit. Well, there's like Pew Pew die too, like on the other end of it. On on like the gaming side, he's made a ton. PewDiePie? Of, yeah, whatever his name is. He's a fucking racist, right? Who cares? Something. I'm not
0: I'm not like I'm not in that gaming world, so I'm not too familiar. I've seen it, you know, I'm a frequent Redditor. Sure. So I've seen the name mentioned, I've seen it thrown about, but I'm just not involved in that culture enough to be really aware of what he's all about. But I think that's probably a good way to segue into something that I think is really pressing. And, um, the Trump administration, his FCC admin, uh, Agit Pai came out this week talking about how they're gunning for ending net neutrality rules that the Obama admin put in. I think it was 2015, which as a small, you know, small user base or uh, listening based podcast that's something that definitely concerns me on on that level but also just in the sense of like i guess i should probably even talk about what net neutrality even means yeah because i don't think a lot of people know much bad but (laughs) much to the detriment right yeah of fighting for this kind of you know protecting this idea so what net neutrality essentially is, it's basically saying that from a, like from the ISP standpoint, doesn't matter where the traffic is coming from. It's all res- going at the same speed. So here, this podcast, whenever people listen to my podcast and whenever they're listening to, I don't know, Tim Ferriss, right? Or somebody like that, or, you know, like an NPR, um, same speed. Yeah. So what this move is designed to do is m- basically make it to where if you have the dollars to shill out or to throw out for a faster lane an express lane so that you can get better you know, faster speeds then you can do that right
1: well it, it's more than that right because right now you can buy faster bandwidth from your cable company but i'd think of net neutrality almost like gravity where right now if you're um a leaf or an apple, like you fall at the same speed, right? Right. Yeah,
0: I guess that's a that's a good idea, yeah.
1: I like but that. What what net neutrality rules do is enforce that law, like a physical law. Right. But the current proposal is like, yo, NBC, Comcast, Universal, whatever. If you'd like your content, maybe we don't maybe we don't put a tax on your content, right? Maybe we don't um charge users more in order to get your content faster yeah or on the other side if you pay us a million dollars um you know gilbert in austin will be able to um watch your stuff and it, he can watch it on his phone and he can watch it anywhere and it'll be super fast but if that dude tries to go to an indie website to watch whatever or listen to this podcast or any anything else that can't pay it's gonna be kind of slow for him yeah i guess that
0: yeah you're you probably have a better one. what the fuck i thought you didn't i know you're like
1: everything. oh i don't know
0: uh, much about net neutrality i
1: don't i don't know how much and I, I know like i think that's like the basics
0: yeah and i think also you know to well I, you know there is some point though to it in the terms of like netflix is a huge you know they kind of free ride on that on that pipeline right
1: well it's interesting right because net neutrality can affect a, a, like a corporation positively or negatively. It depends. So right now every corporate corporation benefits from it because they don't have to pay, um, these ISPs extra money to have their content featured. Right. Right now it could be featured like in advertising, but it's not, um, you know, it's not a barrier to entry, like starting your own cable channel where you have to pay a lot of money and, and you have to get a bandwidth and, all this stuff, right? Everything right now is equal grounds. But, excuse me, for for YouTube, that's great. Because right now, um, Time Warner or Grande or whatever, those are ISPs, have to treat it the same as, as a little website, right? They, they don't have to pay more. But with the end of net neutrality, I, I think it means they can pay more. And for Netflix, it's like, well, we're doing really, really well and this is not currently an expense we have to like give Time Warner or Grande or whoever else, so we want net neutrality to stick around. It's beneficial for both for both corporations who are people and also just regular people <laughs> <laughs> it's It's good for everybody um what this would allow um is Netflix maybe now has to barter individual agreements with every single i s p so that they won't throttle their content right. Now ISPs can act as essentially the stewards of content for the entire United States. They can say, you know, Netflix's CEO, he's, he doesn't really like Trump very much. So I, as an ISP, like Trump a lot or I'm a Republican or something. So any left-leaning or any progressive whatever, I'm going to slow down. I'm, you know, I'm just not going to work with that's the threat here. It's it's censorship, or it's 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 a weapon for censorship, or at least it can be. And and maybe that's a little bit radical to call it that already, but it's, you know, the internet is a weapon. Because content is political.
0: Also, you know, every act is a political act.
1: Deboer. <laughs> or Buddy Ghee.
0: But I think also, too, like, isn't there some component that they would pass along? Like, there would be some expense, like, additional expense to on the consumer end, right? Because they can charge you more for, for having, sure. like, this package of Netflix and whatever Spotify or, or whatever service right. you want to use.
1: And in some ways, they kind of already do that, right? Um, they They advertise, like, oh, everyone in your house likes Netflix or streaming, therefore you have to buy... The gigabit internet, which costs a hundred dollars more, because you're essentially, you know, consuming so much bandwidth. So, I mean, that's already in place.
0: You think so? I feel like it's more like your your experience would suffer if you are in a shittier or lower tier of of download speed.
1: Yeah, for sure, it does. Um,
0: Versus like they're actually like mandating you can't sign up with it. I mean, I haven't had that experience.
1: So I'll, I'll tell you, like, mine right now. Um, I live in, in a house with two other gals, and the second one of them wants to stream something and I want to stream something, our internet is way too slow. Right. And yeah, that's, that's yeah. not anything to do with net neutrality, but, like, it's um, you're totally right. It, it allows the cable companies to introduce new or subsidized plans, right? T-Mobile is already, some people think, a little bit skirting the net neutrality sort of law in that they offer free bandwidth, say, for, for people using Netflix or Spotify. Right. If you use Netflix or Spotify, it doesn't count against your data cap. In that same way, um, that's promotion, right? That leads users to a service whereby iTunes Music or something like that yeah. doesn't have that agreement. Right.
0: That's a good point. Yeah,
1: so, I mean, that's already in the world it's it's not like um these companies have been super afraid and you know in this case T-Mobile is a an ISP in fact you you should argue that it Verizon, AT&T, T-Mobile, etc. these are all the primary ways most people access the internet every single day. Yeah, with the
0: yeah, ubiquity of mobile.
1: Yeah, that's true. So if these guys have already like kind of played around with net neutrality right um it seems like it's beneficial to consumers i'm like oh yeah i i want to watch netflix everywhere if i'm in an airport or if i'm pooping at an airport <laughs> anything at God. an airport shitting i want sitting shitting at an airport yeah it's probably the worst experience. It's not great <laughs> it happens
0: <laughs> uh man uh there was something else i was in gonna... so There's also the danger, too, of like ISPs forcing you to use their shitty version of whatever service. So instead of Netflix or Spotify or maybe just, you know, know, you can use their their version of Netflix or Spotify or whatever service is going to run super fast.
1: Right. Versus. Netflix. Yeah, right. And, like, this ISP that you're getting your internet from is, like, really, really weird and, like, really likes John Goodman. So, their service is only John Goodman movies. Because like, <laughs> he likes John Goodman's political views. Or John Goodman is his political view. <laughs> the manifesto's coming.
0: <laughs> King Ralph. Yeah. King Ralph dog. Hell yeah. Uh, I also...
1: Have you ever seen Agit Pie? Do you know about this guy? I've I've, like... I don't know. He's like a superhero or superhero villain almost. He's like a Lex Luthor. He's being painted. Well,
0: I I think uh, John Oliver maybe had a little segment on his show about Agit Pai. Who is he? He. All I know is that he carries this giant fucking Reese's Reese's like coffee mug that's like a fucking. I've <laughs> seen that. Yeah. It's yeah. the size of a like a coffee pot. Yeah. And I just have, I've had a fantasy of just smashing his fucking coffee pot in, uh, in his face and uh, maybe stabbing him to death with the shards.
1: <laughs> I just want to know who he is. Like, who is this guy that is like, literally fuck everyone in the world. I'm, I'm here trying to get paid. Like, because that's, that's what's going on, right? Like, he's a lobbyist or something. Like, the dude's crooked to want, to want this. Yeah.
0: Um, I know that uh, he was an Obama appointee and i think the rules related to the fcc like the board on the fcc there's regulations in terms of like you can only you can't have all democrats or all republicans you have to have at least sure like so i think there was like there was 3 yeah democrats and there were two republican appointees and he was one of the republican appointees
1: man did we shit the bed on that
0: right do your fucking research bomber thanks obama is that, damn
1: that it. is wait, is that the real story? because like, that sucks.
0: Pretty sure, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know the like ins and outs of the rest of it or like the specifics, yeah. but yeah, he was definitely an Obama appointee. Well, that sucks. Yeah, hmm. but it's also like this, So, like Trump and all these fucking idiots, they don't even know what the fuck net new. They don't even know what net neutrality is. They, no, they like think it's. He was uh, a few months ago. He was talking, comparing it to like the fairness doctrine or something.
1: It's got, like, it's got, like, such a bad name, too, right? Right. Like, net neutrality. Like, that, that doesn't inspire a ton of confidence, like, at first. <laughs> right? It's,
0: oh, it's so neutral.
1: And uh. Well, it, it's an interesting, like, argument that the right has for it sometimes, where it's like, why should my wholesome YouTube run at the same speed as child porn? They always go to the child porn. They always go to, the, like, the most perverted uses of the Internet. And it's like, yeah, that's the danger of the Internet, right? Like, it, it democratizes all content, theoretically. Right. Um, so, I mean, that's the beauty of it yeah, as well. Yeah, right. It's a double-edged sword. Yeah, it's Mr. Bean Freedom. videos. And then, I don't know, <laughs> like, pirated movies or something. That's all that the Internet is.
0: Do you remember, but yeah, it's like these fucking idiots that are running the government don't even understand how the internet works. Do you remember, this was quite a while ago, this was probably a decade ago, but the senator from Alaska, like Ted Stevens, was like, the internet's a series of tubes.
1: Yeah, it's not a dump truck, it's a series of tubes. (laughs) Series of tubes. I wish he was still around. I wonder what he's doing on this Thanksgiving (laughs) day. Who knows, man. But, uh.
0: Yeah, just, I, I don't know, just another fucking example, man. I just, I'm getting to where I just can't take it. It's just a barrage on a daily basis of idiocy. Yeah.
1: But the thing is like, oh, sorry, I was like really close. Um, The thing is like what, at, at some point like government is run by people who like can't be experts in everything, right? Like we have to make a lot of laws. On a lot of like topics, so it's interesting that like or or we give like organizations the rights to make those decisions like um we trust the f d a or or whoever it is to tell us that the drugs we take are good we We trust you know congressmen or whatever to put their constituents' best interests at, uh, in mind when they're making these laws, but they can't be experts in all these things, right, so they're It used to be, I feel like, that we trusted the right people to, like, help make these decisions, Um, and I won't get into, like, economics or, or anything like that, but, like, we feel like the internet is this utility, and, like, obviously, the railroad was a utility that was super corrupt, oil is a utility that's super corrupt, but the internet seemed like the one thing that had escaped that, where, like, things could be organic and and massive at the same time, right? It was it was a super organic thing, but now with like the net neutrality thing, it's like no matter how the internet comes out like out after this, like it's 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 it can never we can never look at it the same, right? It has to be something that we can defend. Uh should defend and shouldn't take for granted.
0: Definitely. I mean, the it's just it just feels like a cash grab to me though ultimately, in the end, which is what you know everything has become in in our society
1: ultimately, yeah, I mean, there's no escaping that for sure I mean, the internet has made a ton of money for a ton of people. What if you could make more money for yourself, right, and I could pay this person or i'm not I'm not necessarily suggesting that like he's being paid right now the fcc chairman i'm not suggesting that he's like taking yeah. money from like the thing is but the thing is he will take that money after oh, after, after he be. retires he'll get a cush eight figure job at some dumb place and he'll sit forever right because he did this act of evil and whatever
0: or he'll be able to lobby on telecommunications or what have you
1: it's insane that that's allowed.
0: But uh, let's kind of move move forward into I I don't know if you've paid attention to the the Twitter drama. It seems like there's there's been a an exciting week on the Twitterverse.
1: Twitter is and like this could not have been a better year for Twitter, right? Like, <laughs> right? It, it was like a really tough year, but from like white supremacists being like, "Yep, that's our platform." And then like, you know, it's always been sort of a platform of like black activity, like African-American activity and and just like um, small communities. Right. Really take to Twitter. LGBTQ. Well, they're not small, but um, non-main. I don't know what I'm saying here. I'm saying like you can really find a voice for every community on Twitter and it feels the same or democratized for the most part. Like anyone can be big. And this is the year that, that, you know, we already knew Black Lives Matter, et cetera, were, were on Twitter. But this year we also found out that, like, the Proud Boys, and, <laughs> you know, those fuckers are on Twitter, too.
0: <laughs> you know about the Proud Boys?
1: I do know about the Proud Boys. Uh, Gavin McInnes and them wearing fucking... Uh, Fred Perry. Yeah, fuck that.
0: Fuck Gavin McInnes. What a piece of shit.
1: He is a piece of shit. And it sucks because, like he felt like an interesting part of vice. Right. Like really early on in the days. And that, like, now it's just like shit, dude. Like what, what, right. Where do you, you always <laughs> this racist? Where did
0: you go wrong, dude?
1: I, that's the thing. Like, I think, I think he didn't go wrong. I think he was always wrong. Just, he was surrounded by some people who had a little bit more sense. And like when I was in college, it was like a couple years after like vice had like blown up and, and Gavin McInnes got forced out. Um, I don't know what the like official story is, but he um yeah, he had started like this this streetwear slash fashion blog. And <laughs> I forget what the whole name was, but it had street boners in in the name of it. And I, as like a freshman or whatever in college, was like, oh, that's fucking sick. Like this dude's like taking interesting photos of interesting people on the streets of New York and and giving them you know, a rating by boners. Like this dude is eight boners. Cause <laughs> that's a cool do rag or something. That guy is also the same guy. That's like West is best racism or whatever.
0: Western chauvinism. Mm-hmm. Uh I actually heard McGinnis. I like was listening to him on, on a podcast and he was talking about how Shane Smith was like the crazy fucking sales guy that it was always like, Oh, we're going to make so much fucking money. So it's kind of funny to see mm-hmm. that. Like, because I don't know. I, That's not the impression that I got from Shane Smith uh, from watching Vice. But, you know. Right. He has to have a. Maybe he's seen the light or he's just fucking jerking us off.
1: I don't know. It's it's interesting because it's like I'm preternaturally almost like programmed to like decide with the guy who didn't go for the money. Who was like, nope, I want to be fucking authentic for the rest of my life and like big money. I'm not going to sell out. I'm never going to sell out. Like, I'm I'm supposed to like that guy. Like, that's who I am. I like that guy. Right. But then it turns out, oh, the guy who didn't sell out is fucking crazy and a fucking racist. <laughs> like, I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah, dude. Oh, shit. <laughs> Never mind. Like, I feel weird because now I support... I mean, Vice is, like, corporate. It's, absolutely. It absolutely is. I don't know. I don't so, know. it's weird.
0: It's not, like, fucking time-life corporate, but it's definitely...
1: Yeah it's corporate, I mean. I mean Time Life did stories about like, you know, Vietnam and shit too. You know what I mean? Like Yeah. Maybe it's because we Or maybe
0: People magazine or some shit like that. What do we, yeah, uh,
1: it's not a people it's not a Buzzfeed. <laughs> Fuck Buzzfeed. Dude,
0: BuzzFeed is now like the new resistance in this day and age. It's like Buzz BuzzFeed and Teen Vogue. <laughs>
1: I'm glad you mentioned Teen Vogue. Um uh, such Lauren Duca or whatever, she's great.
0: I don't think she's there anymore, but is she not? I don't think she is. Okay, but for a while there, they were like the only ones, and that sort of—I don't even know what you want to call it—sphere <laughs> that I don't know. <laughs> Voice print or... print journalism. What do we call? Yeah. Can we call fucking Teen Vogue? Is that print journalism? Yeah, dude. <laughs> I guess it technically <laughs> falls under that category, right?
1: Yeah, we have to we have to weigh the the concerns and the the wants of teens just as much, man. Print media neutrality. That's what I'm coming out <laughs> with. I don't want you to slow down Teen Vogue.
0: But back to back to the original topic we were going to delve into was... Um, so Trump got the... Got, I don't even remember the kid's name. The ball kid yeah. was cu- busted for Lonzo's shoplifting brother. in China. And so Trump is... Can we, maybe I should can I just find his fucking tweets. Yeah. Maybe let me just pull this up. Fucking Trump.
1: I know like all all the brothers have like L as like their first name. So it's, I think it's it's Lonzo. I think it might be Lamello maybe. Lamello. I remember thinking it, it sounded like Carmelo Anthony, but I don't know. That's an interesting uh, family I was just uh, having think or dinner with a-, with a buddy who works at Facebook and he was telling me that uh, the Facebook series that, that they're producing on the, um, on the Ball family is actually doing like really well. It's like number two watched or something on like Facebook's uh, content platform, like they're equivalent to YouTube Red. It's uh, Marshawn Lynch's show and then it's like the Ball family show.
0: I'm not going to go too much for far back on Trump's timeline because yeah, I don't, wa- don't I don't want to get AIDS. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to get, get any AIDS. more AIDS than I already have. <laughs> get the space AIDS. But so like this is from yesterday. It wasn't the White House. It wasn't the State Department. It wasn't Father Lavar's so-called people on the ground in China that got his son out of a long term prison sentence. It was me. <laughs> too bad. Lavar is just a poor man's version of Don King. Without the hair just think ellipses so this motherfucker's talking about other people's hair like dude, shut the fuck <laughs> up for one Wait, at least, point- at the very least yeah, yeah shut the fuck up about hair
1: so something that um, that I think some people have teased at but um, I don't think has been covered enough is their interesting collection or um, connection to the world of wrestling what I don't yeah. Even,
0: what? Please, please elaborate on this point. So
1: Donald Trump was on like the WWE. Oh yeah, I knew whatever. that. Right. But so has uh, Lavar.
0: When the fuck was he on?
1: Uh, not like sometime this year. Like within the last six months, he was. Jesus Christ. He was the 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 heel of the day or week or that that that's like broadcast like two or three times a week. Like wrestling is huge. Jesus
0: Christ, dude. Yeah. This is just another example of the fucking hyper real hellscape
1: that we've delved into. Right. Like, can you imagine um, Obama or even like, like LBJ or something being like, yo, fuck that guy. Like, I will, to be fair, Obama called, so I'm going to like, try to be as fair as possible here, but Obama did call Kanye an ass.
0: Right. Well, he is a fucking, right. Right. But, Uh, are you still a, Kanye apologist. Like, I got. I had to. I had to withdraw, man. I can't. I, I mean, after, I can't even. I've, he's gone too far. You've gone too far, Mr. West.
1: I don't think he actually supports Trump. I don't. I, I think well, he, yeah. I mean, like, not really. Not
0: really, really. But he fucking didn't vote, and he's like, I would have voted on Trump. Like, come on, man. You're like, that was the, I mean, down. when it, whenever he called out Bush for not caring about black people, that on, was great. on TV. That was it was one of the greatest moments of in history <laughs> and then like the nadir of his of his career
1: yeah i mean it's like am i when uh pablo came out like me and you both went to that theater and uh, like we were both stands right like I, i'm still a stand but yet yeah, it's much harder nowadays anyway um these tweets trump's tweets so those are that's awful. So the real crime here isn't. I mean, part part of the crime is that he thinks this is what like deserves national attention. One, um, but two, that he feels like he needs to be thanked for his job. Right. That's like,
0: have some fucking class, dude. Yeah.
1: Like who gives a fuck?
0: Have some fucking class.
1: Well, he's done so little that he's like, look what I did. I I freed these boys. I care about black people. I care about Americans. Oh, don't worry about that. I haven't signed a major piece of legislation in over 300 days. Don't concentrate <laughs> on that. Right. All my campaign promises.
0: Do you know the origin of that whole, it was me. Isn't that like, is that a meme or? Yeah. Was, it was me.
1: What was Isn't the it like deal a with clueless it? thing? I don't, I don't even know. It was the butler.
0: But I know there was some funny shit I read on Reddit comments. Uh, a couple of months ago, I was talking about future and uh, designer. <laughs> it, was like, it was
1: like designer was saying, like,
0: it was me, future.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that I thought was fucking great. My favorite was uh, the 21 Savage looking like a like a super villain in Batman. Like, you have 21 days, Batman. <laughs> I'm trying to fucking dig through my tweets to find
0: this
1: you're gonna quote your own tweet
0: right now? No, I'm I'm going back because I had comment yeah. I had commented on on Trump's original tweet about because that was his second right. mention All of the it. Matter. He was he said this on the 19th. Shoplifting is a very big deal in China, as it should be. Five to ten years in jail, but not to Father Lavar. Should have gotten his son out during my next trip to China. Instead, China told them why they really were released. Very ungrateful. <laughs>
1: very ungrateful. <laughs> like
0: god, what a petty piece of shit. Yeah. I mean, how petty can you fucking be? Like
1: that that it just it doesn't seem real. Back to like the Baudrillard stuff. It doesn't feel real. Like it it feels like like someone took like the the entertainment matrix, like there's like a obviously like a lizard race controlling all of us and decided like our simulation needed more like hyper reality like needed more reality tv that's what it feels like is happening i don't actually believe the lizard thing by the way like i don't i think we're in control of ourselves and there is no lizard people except for hillary who is a lizard person (laughs) but other than her um it's not real but yeah it it feels like someone has taken our reality and like just done some weird shit to it
0: i i will quote my own tweet here when i will (laughs) say that and i think that so baudrillard had a book the ecstasy of communication. What is Twitter but the ecstasy of communication? Right? What does that mean? What it means? Uh, well, I mean, maybe it would be. So it's like the frenzy. It's the, you know what I mean. It's the half cocked. Like you just throw out your yeah. your whatever idea. Anything comes into you your head, right? It, it's n- it's not. You thought can shout of, it to the void. It's not thought of as a platform for like. You know, reasoned debate and scholarly like, you know, scholars, most scholars aren't on on Twitter having these like meaningful conversations. It's like
1: they could it's be, like though.
0: Trump. Taught, it's like people yeah. like dunking on someone. Yeah. Or posting memes or
1: or I, as I say, and I'm going to quote my own tweet now. <laughs> now, that's what I call Thanksgiving. It's my uh CD playlist. <laughs> Where I do uh, popular songs of the day, but instead of lyrics, it's just me gobbling. <laughs> so that CD will be for sale in the near future. On the, on the, the base, base youngpractices.com. <laughs> Under my new record label. Dude, Unless Net Neutrality you, gets to me first.
0: <laughs> you, need to get those, you need to get that Twitter handle. You need to get that Instagram handle. You need to get that <laughs> fucking domain name ASAP. I gotta get the adult friend finder
1: adult friend finder's (laughs) profile name. (laughs) Right. (laughs) No, I use my full real name for that.
0: What else is on your mind today, my friend?
1: I don't know, man. Um it's it's Thanksgiving. I feel like we should talk a little bit about that. You went to your mom's? I did. I went to a buddy's and um, I don't know. It just feels interesting that like we're all, so we, we were, we were talking about like some like traditions on, on Thanksgiving and like this is a year I think where I'm thinking a lot about what it means to like be American in like a lot of the like institutions or whatever that we hold like really dear, like how in the face of this presidency you have to question them. Do you know what I mean? Like, Fuck, like, being American doesn't mean shit. Like, Donald Trump can be president. Like, I
0: mean, some arbitrary bullshit category. That yeah. you just ha- I mean, you just happen to be born in the United States. Does yeah. that mean that you have, like...
1: Agreed. But, I mean, it, it's all chance that we're here anyway. Right. So, like, what does this chance matter? It doesn't. It's just part of the chance um, of existence.
0: It's a, it's like the narrative that they want to... That's the narrative that they want to give us.
1: Right, that it matters, that this that this luck... Um, or this, this happenstance or whatever that it happened for a reason. It didn't.
0: They t- I mean, they tell us the story of, you know, oh we, we met with the Indians and we uh, the, Na- the Native Americans, the First Nations peoples, and, and we, had a, we had a nice little festival, a right. little, little fall festival.
1: Wait, do you have a flanger thing?
0: And every, everything was good. A what?
1: I, I'm going to bring like a, like a guitar pedal next time that has a flanger on it, and I'm just going to... I'm going to get an echo machine thing gotcha but yeah so so for me it was interesting because it's like um it's not a religious thing like christmas is right or a, a, a like religious base like thanksgiving is meant to be like um like a historical celebration right like we're it's fucked up but like we're celebrating like stealing the land from the natives and shit like that or whatever
0: but i think the Im- i mean the implication is also that we are to be thankful to to God for all of the bounty of our existence, yeah. for all of the good things that are going on in our wonderful lives.
1: No, I, I agree. It, it's a little bit. It's There's definitely, that's not, you pray together or whatever, right? Um, and you're all together as a family because that's what matters. It's family and God and then country. But country's really in there. No, I agree. But like, I don't know, we were talking about just like some of the weird shit all our families did. Like, during Thanksgiving, like, Thanksgiving is mostly the same everywhere. Like, it's a turkey, it's mashed potatoes, it's green beans, and the normal shit, right? Right, stuffing. Right. The, that's the, like... Cranberry. In a in a can or in... I don't eat, I don't fuck
0: with cranberries, dog. Why, they don't have enough antioxidants just not, for you? <laughs> just not fuck, I'm just not, <laughs> not fucking with them, I don't know. Don't help with the gains? I've n- never been a fan.
1: No, I, I get it, but everybody's is mostly the same except for like the one or two things that you guys do to like make it unique or whatever. Like you get a chocolate ice cream with the apple pie Ooh. Ooh. and shit like that, you know? So anyway, I think that's interesting and I don't know what I want to say about it, but I think it's worth exploration. Like there's something in the, in I guess like what you do to specialize or customize what is otherwise a ritual I think there's something interesting there, and I don't know what it is.
0: Some type of interesting sociological phenomenon. Yeah. Um,
1: Like these, the differences, the like customizations, like the add-ons, like those deserve a name, and I'm sure there is one, but I don't know what it is. Hmm.
0: I don't know. All I can think about is these like post-colonial critiques of this shit, and how it's kind of like selling. It's like selling this message of. God and family and being thankful and what have you, but for only this one day, this one day that we give you off to do that, and the rest of your life, you gotta show up to work.
1: Right. Oh, sorry. I, I heard the <laughs> refrigerator turn off, and I was like, "What?" Because I didn't hear the tone anymore. Um. No, you're right. It's it's our allotted day, right? Like, um, our allotted day to be thankful, and you have to be thankful and then soon we're going to have our allotted day to grieve and that's the only day you're allowed to grieve or whatever. Um those are all the same camp, right? They're um culture or society thing. You get one day to do this. It's it's exactly like uh in the same vein as uh what are those movies with the the purge? Uh it's exactly that. It's like if we make them do that once like a lot and in this case it's like gorge food and hang out with your family that you don't like, (laughs) then you get to skip it for the rest of the year. So here you have to, in The Purge or whatever, you have to follow rules every single day except for like one or two or whatever, like a night. And that night of not following rules makes you follow rules every other day.
0: Uh, I see where you're getting
1: at. Yeah. I like it. Is Thanksgiving supposed to be the same where like one day you're, you're allowed to like just fucking go all out, just eat so much bullshit? And the rest of the days you're supposed to be like moderate. Maybe it's like a depression era thing. Hmm. Or it like serves,
0: it serves the function of making the other days of your life seem normal. I don't know. Right. That's not quite a finished thought. No. Or I might have it backwards.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, these are just ramblings that I've had all day from eating too much Turkey
0: fucking tryptophan
1: not real i don't believe it <laughs> it's,
0: a, it's an amino acid man science <laughs> are you important. denying science are not, you a science denier Do okay. you a Science denier?
1: like i believe all that shit but like i don't need to know it for like me just well that's interesting right like i can believe that that's what's going on but i don't know 100 percent. like if you say that and you have for some reason some expertise over it i'm gonna be like yeah sure it's an amino acid but, like not knowing that information doesn't hurt me, right?
0: I mean, I don't think that was my point, but oh my bad so who was it was it Abraham Lincoln, I think, that made
1: an amino acid And <laughs> <laughs> in, in his log cabin he made a,
0: he he, <laughs> un- <laughs> he, a he synthesized first. tryptophan <laughs> in his log cabin.
1: he was trying to synthesize d m t but failed,
0: <laughs> but no he if I'm not mistaken, was the president that instituted the holiday Thanksgiving?
1: Huh? Do you know if it's during Civil War, pre-Civil War?
0: Uh, I would assume if I had to guess, it was probably during his administration. <laughs>
1: <laughs> wait are you sure are you sure it wasn't taft
0: <laughs> i am absolutely it definitely wasn't fucking taft dude. i think it was taft dude like it that w- fat motherfucker it was, it was not was taft. probably
1: like dude i need an excuse to eat a lot today it's the, what's special about today oh it's the fourth it's the fourth thursday of, of november okay that's pretty special sometimes it has five <laughs> always four at least and then he was like well i want to eat a lot today um can we say the pilgrims did something today And we'll have turkey. That's what I think happened. It was Taft. He was looking for an excuse to eat a lot.
0: Fucking pilgrims, dude. Religious
1: fundamentalists. (laughs) Fundamentally hated Native Americans. The heathen? No, they were like, they could bring the
0: message of God to the the savages. What an honor. (laughs) Along with smallpox and... (laughs)
1: Famine, rape.
0: That also makes me, that, this is how, where I'm, the point I'm at is that this also makes me think about, like, how illegitimate the entire founding of the country is, because it was just like, we came here and, and took the land.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, it's weird, because I agree with you, but then I think, like, a, there's a question that arises. What is a le- what does a legitimate foundation of a country look like? Like what does that look like in 2017? Like there is no unsettled land, you know what I mean?
0: True. But I mean, Ameri- I mean North America wasn't unsettled either.
1: No, you're right. I guess what I'm saying is like what would it I don't know the definition of like a found or even like um any like nation foundation or whatever that that isn't not controversial, right? Like South Korea and North Korea, those that's relatively new countries, quote unquote.
0: Yeah, but they were one. I mean, that's a that's probably not the best example either.
1: Right. Okay. So then I don't know. Like what about the, because that was like an a, that's kind of
0: like Yugoslavia. Or the former Yugoslavia or some of the Soviet black republics,
1: right? That split up. Or even, I mean, in like a way different and like probably shouldn't talk about this. Well, I
0: was going to say Australia, but again, that's fucking Right, they were aborigines, yeah. They came and slaughtered them
1: too. I mean, the thing is like if there weren't people already living there, then it's probably a place that already for hundreds or if not thousands of years, humans have not wanted to live on. It's not like... um, aboriginal or native peoples were like um oh shit that that island over there is really far away i'm not gonna be able to get there that's not the case right in other other cases it's like um super interesting like i I was i'm trying to think of like one legitimate founding of a nation and the one that like kind of comes to mind is like oh fuck I, i might get this wrong it's not haiti it's um another french colony that rebelled and it was like the first like black like recognized nation mm, Martinique maybe no it's maybe uh it's it might be the Dominican Republic actually um mm. i think it is um it's part of it was half of hispaniola or whatever so they slaves brought to this island right and land completely killed from just like um, cash cropping and destroying the soil, um, by the French or whatever they rebel, they form this nation. Which al- already you're like, okay, well they're stealing it, but they're stealing from oppressive people, so plus one in their court. But these fucking fascists, um, came back like seventy five years, may- maybe not even that long, maybe twenty five years later, and was like, oh hey, what's up? We're down to like recognize you as an independent nation, but um. We're gonna have to enslave you first. <laughs> Basically, they did with debt. So they were like, "Here's what you owe us, and we'll, annex, you know, we'll we'll free you or whatever." Um, and it was like twenty five million dollars or something, which at the time, like, I, I don't even want to guess what it would have been, but probably in the billions, if not trillions, of dollars that they said th- these people owed them, right? Um, but here's the fucked up thing: they the French had destroyed or made uh, these people destroy their crops. Destroy anything valuable about the land, so they were indebted for a long time, right because they took over a poor um soil or whatever you know they they'd driven the land to essentially just to be bullshit, so it took them forever to pay it off while in their neighboring country, and I forget again which one it it's spanish controlled, but um there's like a mountain range right in the middle, and that's what divides these two nations. Um, the Spanish didn't use it for cash cropping, so when they eventually were given their freedom or whatever, um, they now have like lush forests and like lush farms and stuff and are much richer than the other side. And I don't know, there's, it's, there's a lot of interesting study there. But what my point is, I can't think of a, like a legitimate foundation of a nation or like what that would look like in 2017. Okay. Like, would it be California going, yo, United States, we're cool, actually. We're going to break off. Does everyone agree? Like, are we all cool? Okay, we're going to go and, and make our own shit. I don't, like, I don't see that happening.
0: Definitely not. I think there's a difference, though, in the sense of, like, the, let me give you, let me, Um. I guess, elaborate on my my point here, is that, so in a place like Europe, you know, sort of, these nation states arose from a sort of organic process of conflict over the centuries or thousands of years right sure but it's like yeah in fucking 400 a.d obviously civilization had only progressed so far in terms of what have you but with the founding of the united states by you know people that you know this was during the enlightenment period and the founding fathers were big you know fans of philosophers like john locke For example, yeah, yeah, the great experiment. So, that I think that's a little bit different than the you know, the Visigoths or, yeah, a Germanic tribe,
1: sure, there's there's
0: destroying Rome, right?
1: Yeah, well, there's, but I mean, like, I'm sure there were like the Visigoths had their like political reasons, like, I'm sure it wasn't just greed, like, the want of land, maybe it was. Um, but, like, I think you make a good point, but I think it actually goes towards mine. And that's, like, if, if like, we can take, like, uh, a country ba- or based purely or incepted upon, like, these, like, pretty rigid ideologies, but, like, pretty hopeful ideologies, like, that seems awesome. Like, that seems, that's, the, that's the story we tell everybody, right? We were free thinkers and we were being prosecuted in Europe and then we came over here to like really practice our religion and our ideology and build the state that we want to build. Right. Tolerance, religious freedom. Right. So, um, that seems awesome. But then you look at the background and the bloodshed and the, the theft of land, etc. So it seems like, you know, the great experiment is off to a really shitty start for a lot of people, but I don't know, I guess, it's interesting because, like, we celebrate that. We're all here because of that. Like, what's the right response? Do we just not celebrate Thanksgiving?
0: Or at least rename it something else? I don't know. To like, be, I, I, I mean, this is the symptom of a larger problem that we're not really honest with ourselves about our own history. You know what I mean? We try to... It's this idealized version of events that happened, and it really does a disservice. I mean, why... Like, I feel like other countries are handled their own histories differently. Like I think Germany, for example, you know what I mean? I think they they have their approach is much more honest, at least on the surface than like the American approach is like, Oh no, it was just a, you know, wh- you ask someone what they love about America. It's like freedom. Well, yeah.
1: like for who
0: it's not that fucking simple, dude.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I think, I think you mentioned Germany, um i'd say the the other example on the other side is japan who um still you know they they have their own version of holocaust deniers in the war crimes they committed against chinese and korean people right like right. especially women um and and like you know essentially pimping out and With the enslaving. rape of Man-king? i don't Was know that, that one uh, maybe mm-hmm. The Rape of
0: Nanking, I think, is uh, that was like a huge atrocity they committed. And I want to say it was because I think Japan had ceded like Upper Mongolia. Okay. Or, uh, I'd have to look it up for the exact terminology. But yeah, the Rape of Nanking is like well known historical
1: right. and the abuse Japanese by the Japanese. The Japanese refuse to talk about it, they just won't do it. Or, I mean, they will, but, like, not to the extent that we'd like them to, right? Like, but at the same time, I think one question is, would it matter? Like, we teach so much, or we try to teach so much about, like, um, racial tolerance and, like, the importance of the civil rights stuff and, um, like, all of that hugely important stuff. We teach it here in the States, and I think for the most part it works, but it does like lead a few no no despite that teaching that's what i want to say despite those teachings um a few people still it's not like we don't we don't have people joining the kkk or something like that um with less frequency now in fact their membership and shit is up right um obama and then trump like we are seeing white nationalism on the rise so like even if even if Japan were to teach that stuff, like, would there be people, um, whose response to it is actually like, fuck the Koreans, fuck the Chinese. They're less than right. we are. Exactly. Like they deserve that shit. Yeah. They would see probably a rise in that. Hmm.
0: I don't know. Re- I mean, reactionary, you going to reactionary. Yeah. To some extent.
1: Well, hmm. and I'm sure this stuff's already happening. I just don't know about it.
0: But I, I do like a little nugget of what you talked about, what you mentioned is like the r- rise of white nationalism. And uh, I'm going to give, I'm going to throw out a, like, you know, got to give a material analysis here, bro. Do it. So the economic situation, obviously, I think is it's dri- that's what's driving a lot of this, ultimately.
1: In what way? The, they're, it's just poor folk?
0: It's not poor. It's not, I mean, I believe if you look at the numbers, it was a lot of more like middle, you know, quote unquote middle-class families that actually voted for Trump. Poor people don't vote. Right. In large numbers, at least. Right. You know, so, you know, it's like the outsourcing of jobs. The, I mean, I think that's a primary factor, is outsourcing globalization that has really destroyed the middle class in America.
1: Globalization. And it's that
0: se- and plus the demographic changes that are occurring. So there's a threat, like there's a threat to the, the white like identity as the, you know, Primary. as the real, you know what I mean? Like the real Americans are
1: sure. It's the American identities like Barbie and Ken and Oh, maybe not.
0: Right. So they feel like they're under threat.
1: Sure. But, I mean, this is obviously not an appropriate reaction to that.
0: I think it, I don't it, there's something psychological or, I mean, it's like a two-prong, it's like there's a there's anxiety, there's fear. Yeah.
1: You know what you're it's, describing there's right change, now?
0: There's change, you know? Yeah. You
1: know what you're describing right now? The plot to, uh, Star Trek Discovery on CBS <laughs> 9 p.m. Sundays. Actually, it's a really good show. But like, you're talking, watching,
0: you're watching network TV. Um, Jesus Christ, I know. I'm sorry, but it's great. CBS at that dude. I that's love like Star the... Trek.
1: I don't care. I love Star Trek. <laughs> and anyway, they're the big conflict right now is like the start of like the the like uh, the war with the Klingons. Anyway, these guys, the Klingons. That's all you're describing. It's like people who are like, um, who see. Um, one who see themselves as su- the superior race, like unite Klingons, like all the 24, 26 great houses or whatever, unite to beat the Federation. So it's literally like these people who are like no assimilation and, um, you know, um, they res
0: and, are they resisting the imperialist forces yeah, of the yeah, Federation?
1: Yeah, the like, yeah, the the consuming nation of the Federation, like. Now you have to be peaceful and understand and like other races, you can't, you know, see this this race as inferior, like they're they're your brother too. So it's interesting. It's, you know, and you have to do that to aliens or whatever. Well, I mean,
0: I think that's born out of the times we're in that the show it is has p- to be. obviously it has
1: to pulling be. on that thread. But I mean, so are you are you ready to go on on public internet and say that you think white supremacists are just shitty versions of Klingons, <laughs> just weak versions of Klingons. Uh,
0: I'm I'm not sure I'm even qualified. You know, I'll do it. I'm just gonna do it.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm more of a ne- uh, the next generation
1: guy, okay. if you will. Let's talk about the Borg. No, but, right. Um. Well, that that's there's like so
0: that it's funny too because I don't know if you're have I ever sent you the memes for like fully automated luxury, gay space communism yeah you you definitely have <laughs> so that's what that's like the the federation society is like yeah the full you know that's like the dream
1: well, there would just be like a Star Trek version of that meme, there's no scarcity like, sure it's a post scarcity right society until the war efforts begin right until the war efforts begin, but what are the like Star trek versions of like um this is the future the left wants you to have that the right so often has you know what i mean and it's like two dudes holding hand on the, on the bus or whatever and the right's like that's the future the left wants and it's like <laughs> what's what's wrong with that um or or you know the like two dad the worst is the two dads there my, are a lot of dads in star trek i'll tell you what the future my two dads gay. yeah will and grace <laughs> Type of stuff. You know what I'm talking about. I I don't know what you're talking about. Homosexuals. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, the right's really afraid of the gays. And anyway, I mean, can you be a gay, uh, proud boy or, or white supremacist? I think you, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Can you? Yeah.
0: I mean, there's. You can be there, a I mean, woman there white is, supremacist. I mean, this isn't exactly a one to one comparison, but there's like the term log cabin republican
1: i've heard that i don't know what it means
0: so it's the cl- kind of i don't know it's they can be out or closeted republican but they're i mean i've known people that are sort of sort of fit that descriptor a little bit but how i don't know dude i don't know it's some kind of self-loathing like i i don't know it's like plus they hate gay people or they sorry, like poor people more than they hate themselves <laughs> so it's like fine yeah, so I don't know. There's some other kind of weird thing that's happening there.
1: Damn. Well, I mean, don't at me if you're a, <laughs> if you're a a Nazi gay, um, and you're listening to this podcast. Don't at me. <laughs> but I would actually maybe do at me. Like I'd, I'd slide in my DMs. I'm I'm interested to in, like know your position and why you think that way. I probably won't respond though.
0: I'm trying to th- I'm trying to think through this like w- how this person forms in society exists. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think. It's like maybe a conservative household, but they
1: don't reject authority. I don't know. Like, is there? Well, I mean, for a lot of things, I mean, let's start with the premise that like gay is big part biological, right? So yeah, you're right. Like it's it's got to be from a conservative household. A super religious household. I don't know. He's like honest with himself about who he is, but he's not honest with himself about society. Maybe he's more about the other aspects of it. Like
0: he's willing to overlook, or they're willing to overlook that aspect of the party because of the other things that What's the other thing? The
1: taxes. They don't want to pay taxes, so they're just selfish. Well, they games. believe, you know, it's like
0: it's the it's the free market. You can go out and be who you want to be, you know, without someone having to someone telling you, the government telling you, "Oh, you can't do this or you can't do that."
1: Dude, I know that that's what the Republican party says it's about, but I I just it's hard for me to believe it's anything other than let's just fuck poor people over because I don't want to pay taxes. Yeah. Like that, like, sorry. I mean, I don't think that they even necessarily
0: think directly, let's fuck over poor people. I just think that that's like a natural
1: evolution. That is a natural evolution of their, being selfish? Of their ideology. Which is se- being selfish. Like if everyone is selfish, then nobody is selfish type well, of thing.
0: I, I think there, it's an ontolog- ontological view that, well, obviously I think they, you know, you'd have to believe in individual free will. And that individuals aren't constrained by history to really support a conservative or Republican political ideology. Because to them, it's like, it doesn't matter what background you come from. Everybody has the same opportunity to succeed in America. And that's what's great about America is everyone has the equal equal opportunity, which is obviously bullshit. Which actually brings us back to net neutrality. Right. (laughs) I just think that, I mean, you know, the whole, like, you can't, and people always talk about on the right that free market, the market brings equality or has brought equality. The free market, by definition, a market creates inequity. And because the most, you know, the most successful entities are eventually they get, they're going to scoop up. They're going to dominate market share. Right. Right.
1: Yeah. The, the most competitive people win. Exactly. And that's, yeah,
0: the most ruthless, the most, the people who are willing to do the most
1: sacrifice, the m-
0: most sacrifice the Bullshit. most or cheat or what have you. Right. Yeah. They're going to get, they're going to get to the top. And even, and then from the sense of a business, they can operate when they can operate at economies of scale, then they can just buy up their like if there's a small startup oh this technology could threaten our position our market position Let's we'll just buy, buy them
1: right yeah. and that consolidates more power i mean do they so i guess like a question then is like these you're you're describing randians right like they fucking and Rand, they fucking love do they see like trump as their ubermensch you know what i mean like this this savvy business person who decides to go into politics. Like, is that their idea of of the Ubermensch? This man who is a titan of both politics and industry? Like, this dude is not a titan of industry. Like, he was born rich, got a small million-dollar loan from his Pop Pop. I'm calling that Pop Pop. Dude, Tambor. It's oh, out. I know. That you done, you done fucked Shit. up. Idiot. Every single man in Hollywood, idiot, Jesus except for maybe Christ. Dimitri Martin. He seems okay. <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't hurt a fly. Have you ever read any
0: of Ayn Rand's books? Ayn Rand no, and I,
1: no, I no. I maybe I shouldn't admit that, but like I know the gist. I've read a lot about them. But see, I I actually have. I read
0: several I read Fountainhead or, I read about half of The Fountainhead that shit was too boring I, she's, a terro- she's a terrible writer honestly her fucking books are so boring that I, I so I got about halfway through The Fountainhead I, I got maybe a hundred pages into Outlet Shrugged mm-hmm. I read all of her book We the Living and but the there is one that I actually enjoyed she has a novella called Anthem that's actually really good I really enjoyed it at the time. And that was kind of my... I was sort of like a libertarian.
1: Sure.
0: Grew up from like high school on... I am I don't even know when I took my hard turn left.
1: It was a hard but a turn left I've then. taken
0: a very... Like my left, I've taken a lot of left turns. I'm just <laughs> like fucking way left now.
1: Watch out. Three lefts make,
0: makes a right. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> no horseshoe theory up in this bitch. <laughs> But yeah, she fucking sucks as a writer and a philosopher. But uh, one of the things that, so her big magnum opus is fucking Atlas Shrugged. Right. And in, so she tries to make this argument that whenever the productive people, the quote unquote productive people in society, because it's basically that's like, these captains of industry or whatever, like, they go to... They withdraw from society. And so that's their, like, Bible. But
1: ultimately... Like, Thoreau? Or or just they peel above society? Yeah, they Do kind they of withdraw? peel above... Right. Oh, uh, okay. Not, like, not like the... No, they're not then, going to
0: fucking Walden Pond uh, and, like, <laughs> living a simple...
1: I was wondering, like, if that was the end of her book. Examine like, life, no. They... Uh, they amassed all the gold possible in the bank. And then
0: it's like these industrialists yeah. remove themselves from society to stop the motor of the world or what have you. Yeah. <laughs> and that's... they so they, so everyone else it's like these captains of industry are the productive or they're the creative people that we should be idealizing when ultimately it's those, those people, those are the ones that are, extracting from the true creative people in society. You know what I mean? It's the shareholders what what are shareholders creating? They're not creating a fucking thing, but like made up money, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean off the backs of the actual labor, right? Labor are the people that are creating shit. And yeah, some creative people go on to be entrepreneurs and start their own business, but sure. you know, not not that many. Yeah. It's like you have to start somewhere. You have to work for someone typically because right. it, it takes a lot of capital to make a film or to produce music.
1: Or, right, and ultimately we... Right, but I mean, all of that's been democratized a little bit, which I'll get back to. I mean, technology has, yes. For sure. Um,
0: But at the disp- also by being able to circumvent the geographic restrictions on labor because capital can flow to wherever right capital isn't constrained by borders it can go anywhere it wants whereas people labor like i can't just pick up and move to australia tomorrow because there's opportunity there
1: yeah no you're right you're right but so i was going to ask you like i because i always like to think of like i like to put these ideas against like what i feel like technology does like i think about technology a lot and a shareholder is just somebody or and it, let's just i mean they provide capital right there let's call let's call them investors they just provide capital. So how does this work in like the Kickstarter era? You know what I mean? Like these people who already have a little bit of capital and like obviously probably an education and like they're, they're propped up, right? It's, it's not just your, it can't be, it can be your average Joe, like the dude who you went to high school with and like he never really did much with his life, but like he manages an AutoZone and like, fuck, fuck yeah. Like you, you do your thing. So it's, it can be that guy, but more typically it's someone who has a little bit of capital to invest in, um, some, some vision of theirs, right? Like whether it's a game or a piece of software or it's a literal physical object, a sandal that turns into a slingshot.
0: Are you talking about, so just to clarify, are you talking about the entrepreneur right now or are you talking about the, the investor?
1: Um, so, well, I'm going to ask like, What's the relationship with the investor and the creator or the entrepreneur now? Like, because we I have like direct patronage. Access. Yeah. Patreon, even, is a good example. Like, what does that mean? That's like, crowdfunding. Yeah. But that's different. That's not like. That's all stock is. It's crowdfunding. Like, that's like, like, stock and shit is like a really early version of crowdfunding or. Crowd investing. Well, there's
0: no, there's there's different because it's different in this way. Because if I'm crowd if I'm crowdfunding a project, then that's my re- that's how I'm drawing in capital to make my situation happen. No one's necessary. No one's getting exploited in that I mean, in that relationship. But in the relationship of an investor, they're extracting capital from the pro
1: from the project. But you get shit from, I mean, the best example of this that I think makes it confusing is Oculus Rift. Like, in what way was Oculus Rift or whatever? I think it's just Oculus. How are they any different than, say, a a well-funded startup who goes and says to Horowitz or whatever, like, interest in Horowitz or whatever, yo, I need $10 million to do this thing. Like, that's what I think my company can do. Right. How is this any different? It's Kickstarter. Kickstarter is just a way to democratize that so that instead of relying on a few people with a lot of capital. It's
0: opening up. Yeah, it's democratizing.
1: Right. Funding. So I think you're right. It is different. And the main difference, like Oculus actually is a really good example of when Facebook bought them for like $10 billion or whatever it was like those investors saw nothing. They saw maybe the hardware that they purchased um, and in some way, like in 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 place of a piece of stock or a piece of the company, they got just the product that was made. I don't know. I think I think things like Kickstarter. It, there's a really interesting relationship there that I have no idea what to think about because it's it's kind of it's kind of scary, right? Well, if I do a
0: Kickstarter, are the people that contributed money entitled to the profits from? No, the business or the creation or whatever, they I guess just get you, to enjoy it, right? Yeah, that I think is the primary difference. Is that I'm the I'm the creative person. I came up with this idea on my own, but because ca- capital isn't, I can't just fucking walk out in the street and get capital. Like I've got to go to these people that have accrued capital through whatever means, and I've got to get their funds to make my idea happen. So they're not they're not they aren't producing anything they're just they just happen to have your ability.
1: money no no they're literally producing your ability to do this though like in the same way it, like a music producer or a, like a, a movie producer isn't necessarily in front of the like like acting or like playing right, the guitar they're, they're not, producing the environment in which this thing can be made but they're not really creating value the same
0: way that an engineer is creating value or an artist is creating value like the people that come up with the idea and make it happen they're create they're creating something right
1: i don't know but i think patronage you just
0: you just by being virtue of like it'd be the same thing as patronage in the like medieval
1: era like the medici family like they like wanted to fund da vinci right but any like anything da, da vinci made or whatever like maybe they had a right to or something what oh, i'm of saying of course yeah well what i'm saying here is it's it's not the same and it's a really weird model because the person who's enjoying this is literally saying, I'm gonna give you hundred dollars because I bet that you will produce this item for me. Like, let's say one really good example of like a well-known flop is like Neil Stevenson's sword game. People poured in tens of thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of dollars into this game in like the thought of like you're a really well renowned. Uh, author, I would love to play a realistic sword fighting game when neil stevenson failed to produce that video game and was like, Hey, actually, this wasn't a good idea, and I just spent all of that money or a portion of that money, however much of that money. Those people still produce the environment by fronting the capital for him to do something, right? But if he had success been successful, he could have been. Successful and then wildly successful, right? Successful is he gets to ship the game that he promised he would make and he gets a little bit of money for himself and his team. Wildly successful is he gets to do that and he gets to sell that game and make even more on top of it. What I'm saying is fucked up is these people like don't get any cut of like the $30 million EA of the risk that they... Yeah, you know they put forth some risk, and risks. I guess
0: the the investors assume
1: the risk of the venture not not working out, well, right? Right, or or it being wildly successful and they don't get a cut. It's and it's a weird relationship. But in I like, still think predatory. In the, in the shareholder capitalist model, they would, right? You well, know what I mean, right? Um, if the company does well, then they get a return on their investment, right? Because they took a risk of losing out on this capital. Right, exactly. So they're like they could get, go away with if I invest fifteen bucks in um I, I don't know. Like let's say I, I invest like nine hundred dollars in Apple, what I'm saying is I bet in a year or two this nine hundred dollars is gonna actually be worth eleven hundred dollars and it's gonna beat inflation and blah 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 blah. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna come out ahead. So, what I'm saying is, we this Kickstarter crowdfund community is a super weird amalgamation of like patronage and, and you know, I don't know. That's true. I never thought about it. It's
0: like a socialized, though, that's more of like a socialized model, which I think I like. Is that a good thing? I mean, I,
1: it's more, you know what I mean? i let things come to market so much faster. Like you don't have to prove yourself with like, you know, a V1, like you yeah. start out selling skateboards and then I don't know where you're just Tony Hawk's pro skater. seventeen. Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting.
0: It definitely is. I I don't know how to, I don't know what the best argument is against that, against the shareholders, Risking losing out on their capital, but it depends. Like, how do they because come? To the, how, but you know what I'm saying? Like, it's it seems kind of bullshit that they can receive such massive rewards for really not like they're not. They just happen to have money. You know right, what I mean? Because a, I happen to have capital. It's, it's a clo- it's a closed system, right? Yeah. The the system it's of a capital. Jerk. Yeah. yeah.
1: It's like, well, you accrued this money. But how is how is uh, this any different? How is Kickstarter? It's just aiming at different people, right? It's not people who want more money. It's more people who have been trained to want more shit. Well, they want a
0: product. They want to, they want to invest in a product that they want. Yeah, they're fi- so
1: the more shit they're fulfilling a desire. You don't need high. that inflatable couch. You don't need to back that startup. Like that's not something the world needs. What I'm saying is like I think it's interesting to like democratize that that seems like a super democratization of this like even without the like Facebook billion dollar buyout or whatever even without that. Yeah. This seems like such a fucking like scheme, you know? It's like you're going to get or my company's going to design I'm Neil Young and I my company's going to design a new MP3 player, real thing. It's <laughs> called like Pono or something. Yeah. Um we don't need another fucking MP3 player in the world. No, Doug. I need something that can play the flat files all day. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think, you know, maybe you can get like a wave player or whatever <laughs> on your on your Android device if that's what you're into.
0: But it, it's the seductive logic of capitalism creating de- new demands for products. Right. That it always there's always more demand for. Whatever, and then we have to extract more resources from the global south, and we have to ex- find new sources of labor that are cheap enough to make products right. so that our consumers can buy them.
1: And continue to go to work to buy them. Ah, yeah. They they needed to, to manufacture this one. But I you think about it, it's like
0: also, how many pointless things are there, like do we, re- we don't even need deodorant. I mean, obviously you and I, we're both into fashion. That's like the worst
1: industry. Yeah. Cause it's <laughs> like, well, so fashion's interesting because what they're selling you is yourself. What they're saying is with this piece of clothing, you could be Cooper cherry with this hat. You could be Gilbert. You know what I mean? Like you could be even more of what you feel like you are. You can tell the world that give us your money. Oh, you think you're you're worth a five hundred dollar shirt? You won't. Mm. That, that's what fashion is, right? Like, it it's I think very truly it's like the selling of, or at the very least, the selling of a persona. Like, maybe it's not who you are inside. Maybe you know you're not this like, um, you know, two thousand uh, dollar Armani suit. Maybe you know deep down that you're just like a country boy or whatever, and you belong in overalls and in the, the pig pen. I don't know what character I'm thinking of here, but um, fashion sells you an escape.
0: It's tied up in new identity. It's tied up in, what else? It's tied up in um, hierarchy.
1: Material statu-
0: Status. Yeah. Status. A lot. Perception. A lot of it is stat- in story, narrative. Yeah self narrative yeah for sure
1: what you tell yourself what you tell others
0: or just the kind of stupid idea that you can define or you can communicate something about who you are with by wearing this piece
1: right and and that matters and that matters i don't know i mean it, it sucks cuz like we're i mean i'm pretty bought into it like oh yeah i mean it's my worst
0: it's my worst. Uh, what do you It's my worst vice for sure. Because yeah. also the the fucking fashion industry is the most top down exploiter. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see the story about fucking people putting like Zara factory workers putting notes into the clothes that were like price? I'm not me. surprised. Like, they're like SOS? I O S. I don't know. They're putting fucking notes. I mean, it's not even funny. It's, like, it's not. It's terrible.
1: Like, holy shit! And it's for what? for what? You know, so you can post on Instagram or whatever that check it out. Check out this dope fit. Yeah. That people like are suffering so bad working
0: in terrible working de- conditions that they're fucking leaving notes. Mhm.
1: Well, that's the thing is like um
0: but oh, we're 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 lifting those people out of poverty. We're,
1: you know what I mean? Well, even more that's than so that, great. Dude, aren't we
0: awesome? Isn't capitalism great?
1: Well, even that dude, like the people like I try to buy like American, like I try to buy like shit that ends up being a little bit more expensive because it makes me feel better about like hopefully not.
0: There is no ethical consumption under capitalism. There is, no, capitalism. I know, there I is know. no ethical consumption under capitalism.
1: <laughs> I feel a little bit better thinking, <laughs> oh, maybe it wasn't a, a Taiwanese girl's or boy's like fingers who created this. Instead, it was like maybe an adult like sewing or whatever. Maybe, maybe, probably not. But. What I mean to say is like the people who buy the shit who and everybody buys the shit, but a lot of like disproportionately it's poor folk, right? It's especially with Zara. It's you think poor people can afford to shop at Zara? I don't I don't think so. Maybe not. But like H and (laughs) M that shit's expensive. Yeah, H and M definitely. But and H M and Zara are the same thing, man. Well yeah, but there's a fucking Zara is pretty expensive,
0: dude, in comparison. Is it really? Yeah.
1: It shouldn't be. They use the same factories. I mean they have like I think I mean I think your
0: like your basics at H and M are far cheaper they do have obviously like the expensive items the collabs things like that but i think baseline there's like an entry level there whereas like zara's i mean they don't have an entry level on some like super basic stuff but it's a little bit more expensive
1: either way fuck (laughs) them either way fuck them fuck commerce yeah except like you know, I got to get me my Givenchy outfit for, ready for the holiday party. I'm not going to do that, not really.
0: Well, depending on who it is, I mean, that might be the one saving grace about couture or that like higher end, like super high end retail is a lot of times those brands are made in Italy or what have you, which the working conditions are probably still shit, but at least a little in, better. it's not in like Bangladesh or something like right. that. It's well, just like
1: right where it's like a humid jungle inside i don't know it, it's fucked up and i don't i don't think like it's excusable like that's not a good i don't know well i, I mean if capitalism worked right that would be a good reason to to buy expensive because then it would say the demand for the cheaper stuff therefore the demand for um what is essentially slave labor is no it, it's not there however that's that's not the case capitalism doesn't really work that way right Like we, well, it's cheat. I mean, they cheat, right? Yeah. They cheat because they don't want to pay. Well,
0: and the consumer doesn't want to pay either too.
1: But that's the thing though. They like, what the fuck is to stop them from slapping a made in America sticker on that shit? Once they realize that's what the consumers want, bump the prices up and still get that shit made in Jakarta or whatever.
0: Well, I think there would be I mean, I don't think you could necessarily get away with that
1: forever. Maybe not forever, but would you be... Like, that would be... I mean, you would have to find
0: out. Yeah, of course. Absolutely.
1: You make a few of your pieces in America, but mostly ship them in. You'll get caught eventually, but, like, what the fuck is the consumer going to do? They're going to look at your green little sticker that says organic or made in America or whatever, and they're going to, yeah, all right, yeah, cool. I believe this. I trust that the people I would buy this, this shirt from would truly make this in America or make this organic or whatever. It's all just advertising. It's all like, yeah, you know, like a PR Mm -hmm. campaign. But ultimately it's
0: like I said, it's the capitalists are skirting. It's kind of, it's bullshit. Like I said, because yeah, like we are, we're geographically bound, but capital is not geographically bound. Mm -hmm. So it's has a natural
1: advantage over labor. Right. They they have the I don't know it it's fucked up like we we know a lot less than we think we do because we have to trust a lot
0: and even corporate you know what I mean like Everlane I think is a brand are, are you familiar with Everlane?
1: Yeah. yeah pay or transparent you you could pay them on a lot of pieces like the bottom their floor price like it costs us twenty eight dollars to make this how much do you want to pay for this you can say twenty eight and They'll take it. They'll tell you what they think it's worth, too, though. They'll be like, we we spend $28 on this piece?
0: Well, they'll sh- I mean, I think they're more transparent about their, like, supply chain and yeah. like, material costs and things like that. But I don't think it's a model where you can choose what some, to
1: pay. Some stuff you can choose what to pay. Right, okay. Or at least that's how they started. Huh. It was like, a we're, we're so transparent that if you want to buy these trousers for $48, even though we think they're worth, you know, 62 go ahead. Maybe it was a marketing gimmick. It could have been.
0: I mean, it has to be in some regard, right?
1: Yeah, it's not every single piece. Like, they, they need the money makers.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, so it's almost like the, the DLC pack, right? Demodible it's like the, content? The, fix, the fix to get you in the door.
1: Right, right. Yeah, check it out. Yeah, right here. Choose what you pay.
0: Interesting. Yeah
1: the gimmick <laughs> like why do how, do i trust them that this shirt that they say cost them 39 dollars actually right. cost them to make that or then i again i don't want to get sued or nothing like i don't think that's what they're doing i think they're i think they're actually honest but someone could take that someone less trustworthy could take that model and say i you know this shirt was actually straight up a hundred dollars to make and then it was actually like two dollars
0: I'd have to dig up the article, but I had heard that they're not as they're not as transparent as they had claimed to be yeah, initially. Yeah, of course. The desire for profit trumps all. <laughs> 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 I didn't even do that on purpose. Sure.
1: <laughs> yeah, <I> believe that.
0: <laughs> so, I think we're probably at a good stopping point. Are this there any? Fun. Do you have any final thoughts? You wanna wanna leave any nuggets of wisdom as we venture forth into the weekend? Yeah, I'm
1: gonna I'm gonna quote another tweet I had. <laughs> oh shit! And this is actually a follow up to my original tweet. Um, if you don't remember that, you're gonna wanna go ahead and rewind this podcast because I'm not gonna say it here. But anyway, follow up to my last tweet. Um, now that's what I call skanks giving. Featuring less than Jake, but it's a turkey. It's just gobbling the whole time. Anyway, that out next Thanksgiving. Nice.
0: Well, I'm glad we finally got you on the podcast. I hope you had fun and see the value of, of the medium and the, and the art form. And hopefully we can have fucking based Young Praxis and, and Metaphase Coop join <laughs> together, become the Doom Patrol, we, we start, need- a, start a sister podcast and uh, uh as long as that sister podcast get, get that pa- sounds get that pay get that patreon going da, 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> i'm getting that ad libs dude <laughs> my ad ad lib budget
1: is is through the
0: roof dude <laughs>
1: great that's yeah. I, i'm an expensive i'm <laughs> expensive talent to, to retain production wise no but thanks for having me on dude
0: yeah absolutely uh we're gonna sign off schizoid fans